and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and once again this week, I'm joined by Alex Moreland and Stephen Ross, our resident TV critics, who are here to make your viewing time happy. They're both a little bit under the weather today, so um, happy might not be the perfect word for uh, describing what's going on, but but they're, they're here and they're keen, so... So we'll keep going. If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week, Alex is previewing the BAFTAs, which take place this weekend. Finally, we go back to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. This week, Stephen tells us about the Disney Plus football documentary. Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, But first, we like to talk about what everyone has been watching recently. There was a hell of a lot of coronation content on the telly this week. And it seems like we're lurching from that to wall to wall Eurovision. Uh, Did either of you catch up on the festivities over the weekend or since? Nope. No. Oh, boo. Um, yeah, no. I did see some of the concert on Sunday night. I thought it was quite impressive, actually. And it was a big production. So, uh, but I mean, barred the whole cringy royal family sort of dancing gingerly. Uh, that was all a bit cringy. But the performances were nice. Uh, and yeah, so what have you been watching? If you've not been watching royal content. Stephen. Shall I I take this? Yeah, um, I probably should have watched (laughs) some of the coronation scenes. We all paid for it, didn't we? About 100 million. But instead, I thought I'd watch something I would enjoy. So I've been catching up on A Small Light, which is a Disney Plus series by National Geographic. And I think I'm three episodes in. There's four out at the minute. And I think, I can't remember if there's six or nine or maybe ten, but they're getting released in twice weekly installments. Okay. Um, and I think it might, by the end of the year, be one of my sort of top shows of the year. Mm. It's a drama with kind of like comedic elements, but very much a drama about Mia Geis, who is a woman who helped to hide Anne Frank during the Nazi occupation of um, Holland, the Netherlands. And really weird because it's probably the first sort of Anne Frank drama where she's very much a passing character mm. and mm-hmm. very much a secondary character. It basically follows Miep, her husband Jan, and um, Otto Frank are the sort of the main three, so Anne mm-hmm. Frank's father. And yep. it's very strange because it, it is just this like, at the minute, three episodes in, this sort of family dynamic and this drama, but in the back of your mind, you know how it's going to end because mm. of history. And it, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like that's how it's going to end. It it really feels like you're going to have this happy ending. And and I'm sort of aware that there's going to be this just gut punch down the line, Mm. but it's, it's really good. It's, it's a true story. They've taken some creative liberties, I believe, but Mia was a real person. Obviously the Franks were real and it's about their experience basically trying to do some good i guess that's what the small light thing means in a world that's sort of been overrun by sort of unimaginable evil and it's mm. it's fantastic thus far oh. Very much is recommend. it new is it newish then is it and is yeah, it english it's language coming at, it's coming out at the minute yeah oh okay and is it english language yeah 
English language and then occasionally they go into into German, but it's okay. basically an English language drama. So a, uh, it's A Small Light, is that what it's called? Yes, A Small Light. And you say it's made by National Geographic? Yeah, yeah. And are, you they, wouldn't, yeah. Um, are they doing drama yeah. now? Are they doing other things? They do a fair bit. Do yeah, they? have done for a while. A lot of yeah. they've not really had anything that would necessarily Big. break through and become. I think this is probably going to be their most mainstream series that they've made so far. Okay, or it should be. It's fantastic. Okay, cool. So that sounds very good. Yeah, I might check that out. I feel like I've actually got a bit of. A, I finished a few things in the last couple of weeks, so I've got a bit of a, a bit of space in my timeline. So yeah. Um, what about you, Alex? What have you been watching? Um. Less less than usual because because I was asleep all weekend oh, with my my tragic illness, oh uh, like a like a frail Victorian child. <laughs> um, but Catching I, up on great I, expectations, I watched, then yeah, yeah yeah. I I watched a small light a few weeks ago as well. Oh. Um, thought Bell Pally was great in it, so yeah, would would recommend as well. Otherwise, I've been watching this thing called Single Drunk Female, oh. which is like a comedy about. Um, alcoholism and sobriety and stuff on disney plus oh. uh which is quite good it's lighter than than i probably just made it sound yeah. but um <laughs> yeah uh but no it's it's good would would recommend that uh quite a bit single drunk woman and sounds appealing yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um and Oh, this is getting on a while ago, but last week I watched the Guardians, the new Guardians oh, yeah. film, the cinema. Yeah, no, it was it was all right. It was good. Yeah. Um, it's it's quite all over the place. Really entertaining enough. I heard so much about it coming out, and then I didn't hear an awful lot about it after. You know, in terms of reviews or like, there wasn't any major like, yeah, that was brilliant, or oh, it was terrible. It just seemed to kind of do the trick. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's um, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's a bit all over the place because it does feel like there's lots of different ideas and plot lines and things mm. have just been kind of streamlined into, or not streamlined because it's two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. but uh, put into one film. Um, one of the actors from The Split is in it, and he plays the villain. Oh, so there's a there's a fun little connection there. Oh. Good. Okay. Um, so Disney Plus is doing well. Then you both seem to be all over yeah, it's Disney Plus a big, this week. Big day today yeah. Half the stuff is on Disney. Yeah. I have been watching Strange Things. I finished Dreamland, which you'll recall I mentioned a few weeks ago. Uh, it's a sort of uh, focus on four, three, four sisters, three sisters, four sisters. In a, and the mom and the grandmother and they they live in Margate and it's sort of about their intertwining sort of romantic mm. problems and life issues and whatnot. Lily Allen is in it and um, it was okay. And I kind of, I think I would watch another series of it. Like it wasn't brilliant, but it's kind of light and colourful and cheery and even though there's some like kind of... <coughs> um, serious storylines but um yeah it was all right and i think it's set up for a second series but i don't know if there is actually going to be one that's dreamland and it's on itv i think itvx um sky oh it's sky oh god i should really check these things sorry sky and you probably know more than me alex is it coming back for another series do you know not that i've heard so far okay but maybe yeah i kind of enjoyed it it was simple enough but kind of in a when you just need something simple, it was fine. Um, 
it's on a lot of the um, buses. Oh, is it? Oh, they were punting it big time. So, Um, and I watched Eurovision on a sort of um, recorded it. The first of the semi-finals last night recorded it and like fast forwarded through it, which I feel like is probably the best way to watch the semi-finals anyway. And um, I was a little bit disappointed with Ireland's performance, to be honest. It was a good song, but they didn't deserve to get through and they didn't get through. Um, but I really like Sweden's song and that got through. And you know what? I love it. I love Eurovision. Like, it is bananas. Like, some of the I stuff... you might. Oh, my God. Some <laughs> of the stuff is just wacky beyond belief. And you're kind of, like, looking at the telly kind of slack-jawed, like, are they... What are they doing? <laughs> and it's just, people just go for it. Like Croatia's song is absolutely stone mad. It's not even like a song. It's more like a theatrical performance. Um, I would recommend checking that out. The second semi-final is on Thursday night and the final is on Saturday. And it's kind of cool that it's all happening in the UK. And it, there's tons of stuff on around it, documentaries and um, podcasts and all sorts of stuff. So um, if you're looking for something sort of uh, eye-opening and fun, I would go Eurovision. I think the presenters did a good job of it as well, I have to say. Alicia Dixon and that lady from Ted Lasso, Alex? Hannah Waddingham. Very good. She's very good as well. And I don't, I can't remember the name of the Ukrainian presenter. She was good. Julia Sanina. There you go. Oh my God, I'm so glad you're here, Alex. Um, Thank you. So, uh, yeah, Eurovision. And then uh, Saturday night for the final, so... That will be worth watching, I think. So if you haven't organised your Eurovision party, get out there and organise it now. And of course, the UK gets straight through because you buy your way in. You know that. Yeah. 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 We support the contest, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was what we've all been watching. So on to more important things. Alex, you're going to talk to us about the BAFTAs, which to be fair, is probably being a bit overshadowed by the Eurovision this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to, I wouldn't even say they're more important, to be honest. <laughs> That's terrible. I don't even watch Eurovision. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so it is, it's the BAFTAs this weekend, uh, the TV BAFTAs, mm-hmm. much more exciting than the film BAFTAs, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, to me personally and, and dozens of others. Have you not got others. an invite yet? No, no, not, not yet. No, um, yet, yet, being the operative word. Yeah, yeah. One, one day, yeah. one day. But yeah, it's obviously it's very exciting for television fans. Well, it's, it's I suppose some content for you this week, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be watching it mm-hmm. uh, as I as I so often do, mm-hmm. following along, seeing if I got my guesses right, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So these are the the nominations for for twenty twenty two. So it kind of cuts off at at twenty twenty three, as you'd imagine. Yeah. Um, Things like This Is Gonna Hurt, uh, sort of leading, mm-hmm. The Responder, the Martin Freeman one, that's leading as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so talk to us then about um, anyone in there that shouldn't be in there, in your opinion. Anyone in there that shouldn't be in there. So they did get a little bit of uh, criticism, understandable criticism over the lead actress category uh, because, again, they're all sort of white actresses. Mm. Um, it's Billy Piper for I Hate Susie, Imelda Staunton for The Crown, Kate Winslet for I'm Ruth, Maxine Peake for Anne, the Hillsborough drama from mm. January 2022. Mm. God, that so, was a long time ago. A while ago, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sarah Lancashire for Julia. Oh, and right. Vicky McClure for Without Sin, 
which was an ITVX drama last year, but it is going to be on sort of ITV proper next week. Oh. So that'll be sort of in the in the air soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was some sort of understandable and justifiable criticism for that one. Um, Lack of diversity. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think particularly nominating Imelda Staunton was a push. I don't know. Did either of you watch the fifth series of The Crown? It's not my, my bag, really, no. Yeah. So I have watched some of it, but uh, only in desperate times do I revert back to The Crown. I, I know I, that's that's unfair. I, I haven't, I've maybe watched the first two and a half, nearly three series, but um, I think it's a well-made made program and I enjoy it, but um, I don't know, it's just, yeah, exactly, maybe not an area of a thing that I'm that interested in, you know, so, um, mm. but, but yeah, so you don't think she necessarily deserved that. Yeah, I, I'd say that she, not not to, you know, unfairly disparage Imelda Staunton, but I'd say she's been nominated on the strength of mm. Claire Foy and Olivia Colman's mm. performances to the point that it's sort of like, there, there, there's just a spot reserved she's for the crowd. She is. Yeah. She, she's not in it that much. Um, like by that point, the show had kind of restructured and it's more about the other characters. Mm-hmm. And I think probably also there was an element of like COVID filming to keep her in it less. Yep. But um, yeah, de- definitely that slot seemed a little bit, a, a bit little lacking bit of a... diversity. And um, what, yeah, what about just... um, Amber Kamad? Was she? Well, yeah, she was not nominated. But, uh, yeah, she uh, was like so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um, have streamers yeah. done okay then? Obviously, there's. Um, they Netflix. have done all right. Uh, Apple TV did pretty well. Um, what? A lot what? of nominations. How do they qualify for it? Because I would have thought Julia was an American production, is it not? Is that a British production? Does it have to be. Uh, how do they qualify? Like, does it have to be 80% owned British company? Or, like, I don't know. I don't believe there is a specific qualification so she's a british actress she can qualify yeah okay it's a bit yeah. loose isn't it <laughs> yeah it is a little bit yeah. um the film baftas are always sort of giving out awards to american films and it always feels a little bit like yeah you know why 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 are we doing it this way how how does that just just the af- just the afters then not the yeah. not the baftas yeah daniel radcliffe was nominated for that weird al yankovic mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. for roku channel which is yeah is p- pushing the boat out i yeah. suppose let's say okay um fair enough but yeah yeah um apple tv did very well okay. uh, a lot of nominations for Slow Horses and Bad Sisters, which I think you'd enjoy a lot if you've not seen that yet. I know. So many people say to me, have you watched Bad Sisters yet? And I'm like, yeah, uh, you'd, you'd like that. Yeah, I got it. It was very good. I liked it a lot. I don't have um, Apple TV. That's why I haven't watched it. Oh. <laughs> so I need to see if I'm due uh, some sort of a freebie or three months free or a month free or something like that. And I'll, I'll suss it out. Yeah, um, new phone. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So, um yeah. What about? Is there any other like? What is the what is the biggest category like? TV drama of the year. Like, what's the biggest category? I don't know. Besides so, actor and actress, or yeah. Well, let, let, let's say it's drama series. Yeah. Um. So the four the four drama series nominees are Bad Sisters, mm-hmm. The Responder, mm-hmm. Sherwood, and Somewhere Boy. 
Um, I I still haven't seen Sherwood. I should have seen Sherwood because you were. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was very good. I thought it was okay. What what's that last one? Somewhere Boy. What one? Was Somewhere it? Boy. Yeah, it was a Channel Four show that came out in October, and it was about this this kid who'd been uh, his, his mum had died when he was young, so his dad had kept him inside his whole life and said, "Oh, don't go outside. There's there's monsters." Uh, it was very good. It was very well done. Oh. Um, I think of the four, I would give it to Bad Sisters, but yeah. I would expect the responder to win. I thought the responder was responder, okay. Yeah, I thought it was okay as yeah. well. Yeah. Hmm. I think the responder's going to come back with a lot of a lot of awards like that. I think it's going to be a di- more difficult category next year, don't you? Already we've got loads of good stuff this year between... And Sarah Lancashire will probably get nominated again. Yeah, yeah Happy Valley, ne- Blue Next Lights. year it'll be yeah. Happy Valleys to... Happy Valleys to lose. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wouldn't expect Blue Lights to pick up Really? Much. Yeah, I, I mean, I know I haven't seen it yet, but I feel like the Happy Valley sort of connection will yeah. cannibalise it almost. Yeah, and because it's the last series as well, they'll want to, you know, send it off into the distance with a few yeah. gongs. Um, okay, so anything else we should be watching out for of interest with the BAFTAs? Um, Do we know who's presenting? What's Is it going to be uh, worth watching? Rob Beckett and Ramesh Ranganathan together. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, you know they're reasonably entertaining duo. Yep. yep. Um, for international series, mm. which I'm going to highlight because I think it's silly, mm. uh, they have nominated Dharma Monster, the Jeffrey Dharma story. Oh, watched w- watched one episode of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was yeah, terrifying. And yeah. they have also nominated Wednesday, oh, uh, right. the Netflix General Taker yeah. Tim Burton thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which. Seems like a bit of a stretch to okay. me, to be honest. But um, yeah, lots of lots of interesting ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for for leading actor, it will probably go. It's it's going to be between Ben Whishaw and Martin Freeman, mm-hmm. and I would expect it to go to Martin Freeman. Oh, I love it! I You're think. nailing your colours to the mask. Yeah. Well done, Alex. I like it. Well, I'm, we'll... I'm going to go through into a full sort of list of list of predictions. You can give us uh, you can you can tell us how many you got right next Wednesday, yeah. and we'll definitely check in on those couple of categories that you did uh, predict there. So, because we do like to judge people, you know that. So, well, I mean, that's most of the fun. That's what award shows are for. <laughs> exactly. Okay, thanks for that, Alex. Right, Stephen, over to you. You're going to tell us about the wonderful, happy story that is of Wrexham football team who were bought by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney 2019? Do you know Probably what year? Probably a bit later. Um, I think was 2020. Um, okay. And basically they've used their sort of Hollywood status to, I guess, draw attention to the club and invest some money in it and it's it's all turned into be a wonderful upbeat happy thing because they've just been promoted so tell us about the documentary it was this was part of of the plan wasn't it this documentary yeah i have a slightly different um, take on it (laughs) now i'm gonna look like the pessimist again but yeah okay so (laughs) welcome to wrexham is an 18 episode disney plus series second season's coming out probably this August. So it follows, as you said, Rob McElhenney, who you'll know from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he plays Mac, and Ryan Reynolds, who played, um, he's probably most famous for playing Wade Wilson in X-Men Origins Wolverine, um, <laughs> or Deadpool in the Deadpool films. Um, and yeah, they bought a football club, um, 
we don't know how much they bought it for. It's estimates was that it was about two million pound. Um, Which seems like a reasonable price to play for a football yeah, so club, doesn't it? If you it? compare it to Chelsea, Chelsea was sold in recently for two point five billion pound. So two million isn't a bad price, but obviously Chelsea's mm. a Premier League club and reason when they bought it was um in the National League, which is just outside of the EFL. It's below League Two and then League One and then Championship and then Premier League. Mm-hmm. So they bought this club for, for dirt cheap. Um with the hopes of bringing it back into the the EFL, the English Football League, which if you follow football, they didn't do in the first season, but mm-hmm. they sort of got close. And in April, this April, so last month, uh, Wrexham was succeeded in being promoted into League Two. So they're now in the Football League. So it's a very mm-hmm. happy footballing story. And it's it's good show. Yeah. There are issues. It's made for an American audience as well as a local audience. So people okay. from Wrexham and the UK obviously are quite interested in it. And then yeah. Americans want to watch it because they've heard about their, you know, this Canadian and this guy from Philly that they know because they're big stars yeah. buying this club. So it's a bit difficult if you're from England to watch it when they're explaining what a red card means and, and Ryan Reynolds is going, oh, so so he's he's off for the entire rest of the match now and, and now they have to play with 10 men and okay. and they have to score what a red card means. So they explain it all. Alex? What did you say? I said, is that what a red card means? <laughs> Wait till we get onto the offside rule. Jesus. Yeah, no. <laughs> so it's, right. it's, it's all a bit like that, which is fine. Mm. I guess when we watch like... American football documentaries and hockey documentaries, they probably do the same thing. We just don't mm. notice it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Football, they maybe could have edited it slightly better than for each audience. Yeah. But yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And then the other thing, that, and this isn't the show, this is just the concept itself, is that it feels just a bit like cheating. Like these two megastars have come over and invested yeah. a huge pile of cash into this club. They have a meeting and they go, We've just done a takeover, but all of your jobs are safe for now. Um, as long as we, you know, win our Moving next two right games. Yeah. And then a few episodes later, they've got rid of half the players and they've bought this player from League One, I believe, um, for stupid, well, not stupid money, but he's now the highest paid player in outside of the AFL. Okay. And it's like, well... You're not going to lose if you've just cashed in on your celebrity status. They're mm. getting like Wrexham FC is now getting Premier League levels of media attention and coverage, despite mm. being for the entire period of the show outside of the EFL. And yeah, it's a nice story for the locals and for the club. But I've, I have a friend who's from Chesterfield and he supports Chesterfield, who's also in uh, the National League. And he was a bit frustrated that they've sort of almost just bought their way, which mm. I guess is how football works, but they've just bought their That's way. That's what I was about to say. Like, I know it seems unfair. It probably seems more uh, focused because of their situation. But isn't that exact? Isn't that what, what happens exactly in the like, premier guess, teams? The you know, big billionaires just, come in and put loads of money into it and they just buy yeah, their like titles. It, it happened with Newcastle as well. But the, the thing that frustrated me was that 
they take it over. That's great because these players are finally going to get to play in a club that's like making moves and then they fire yeah. half the players. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Also, the, the interesting thing for me is that the best episodes are the ones that don't really have Ryan and Robin as much. And it talked okay. about and it focuses on the fans and the staff and the community because mm-hmm. watching it, I think the hearts in the right place. I do think it's a bit disingenuous that they they keep saying that they really want to, they really are passionate about this football club, but they're also talking about how they don't really know how the football works throughout it and how they've only recently got into football and it's clearly an investment for them. And yeah. so when it focuses on the staff and the community in Wrexham, they're the better episodes. Like episode five, it follows um, some old guys that are in a local band and they write like these football tunes and, and they perform locally and their lives are built around the club. And they're yeah. the best episodes. They're much more heartfelt. Um, yeah. And I guess the closest comparison is Sunderland Till I Die, mm. which I think is a lot stronger. Mm. Um, but it's also a lot more serious, whereas yeah. Wrexham FC, sorry, Welcome to Wrexham, is considerably more lighthearted. And Rob and Ryan are just genuinely like funny characters yeah. and funny guys. So it's definitely an enjoyable watch. I mm. don't know if it needed to be 80 episodes. I think it could have been 10. I was going to say, how, how long is each episode? So this is the thing, so about 25 minutes. So... That's that's a strength. It does sort of rattle along a bit. It's not uh, it's not arduous, but I, I still think mm-hmm. twelve episodes. I push. I, I didn't need to be eighteen. Eighteen seems very long. Yeah, maybe they were For trying a, to get it to go with the season yeah. or something. I don't know. What? Um, where is it available to watch? It's all on Disney Plus. So the first eighteen episodes okay. of season one, Disney Plus, and that takes us up to August. the end of last season. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so it actually only came out in August 2022, so it's probably the most recent Back to the mm-hmm. Future. But we're sort of talking about it now because of the news last month that Wrexham yeah. got promoted. So the show's mm-hmm. sort of done what it set out to do. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we we expect season two to drop at a similar time, probably August yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like if the two boys weren't attached to it, it would be making headlines, but not to the same extent. So there is definitely that element to it. But I think if you ask any Wrexham fan if they changed things, they, they would say they, no. Yeah, they, they? they all seem, yeah. from the documentary, they're all pretty happy with Of course they are. Yeah. But then the unhappy ones wouldn't be in the documentary. That's that true too, I imagine. quite possibly true. But how many football fans are out there that are sad when their team gets promoted? Come on, like, regardless of how they got yeah. there. Yeah, I think know, because it's worked. I think because it's worked, yeah. they're happy. If it had been a, a bit of a shit show and it had made Rob and um, Ryan a bit of money, but the club was yeah. just ruined, I think they'd have been yeah. less uh, happy with that. And, and you know, whether we like it or not, OK, it's a kind of convoluted way to get to wherever they're going and money talks. But I'm sure, like, the local the locale is making money as a result as well I was staying with friends in London a couple of weeks ago I live in Bromley and they'd gone up to Wrexham to watch a match just cause you know yeah, they wouldn't have no, normally gone so there's, there's money like coming Ameri- in there's yeah. not like an American interest in this mm. club in Wales which didn't even have like an English interest it's it's massively raised the profile mm-hmm. you, you do sort of wonder how many other clubs are going to try this now um, mm. I mean, not necessarily a Disney Plus TV show, but just like get, get some patrons in to just um, 
inject a load of cash. And I suppose that will work until they're all doing it and then they're all... Yeah. It's almost like... Natalie Portman's bought a club. (laughs) Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Do we we know which club? I think it's in LA somewhere. So not like... Uh. uh, Right. Yeah, no, nowhere interesting. interesting like Wales. But oh. We might be doing another uh, football documentary review in a couple of months' time from that side of the pond. Uh, okay, right, that is great. Thank you so much. So, like, Disney Plus bonanza this week. Thank you both for your help today. I hope you both feel better before we, <laughs> before we come back. Thanks for joining us this week. Do look out for Friday morning Screen Babble Weekend Watch if Stephen survives that long, which will preview... Which will preview... <laughs> <laughs> which, will, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. If you have any suggestions for the TV we need to get into our lives, drop us a line via social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World. You can also sign up for our wonderful weekly TV newsletter by going to nationalworld.com forward slash newsletters. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back next week with more Screen Babble. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.